What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Upper Room Devotional. I'm with Justin again. I'm here. I hope you guys have been enjoying these as much as we've been enjoying talking about them. The Bible's pretty cool, that made sense. turns out. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Right. <laughs> We're going to continue in James 1, 19 through 21. Justin, kick us off. Here we go. This you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness, in humility, receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. Well, this text is really hitting on a on a nerve, I would assume, with the people that were receiving this. And I'm just going to keep referring back to the context of this book is, is that it's being sent out to a bunch of struggling people who were, again, kicked out of their homeland, who were probably losing jobs, losing relationships, losing family. And in this moment, he's telling them how to handle their relationships better, how to handle their life better, how to handle their attitude uh, a little bit better. Because when we get squeezed, what we've been filling ourselves with and the way that we've been acting, you know, I mean, it it comes out. Um, And in this passage, he says three things that are everyone agrees on, but are really hard to do. He says that we need to be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so I think about this, I really think to myself, what does it mean to be quick to hear? And and really what this means is be willing to listen to what somebody has to say. And and here's just a quick tidbit I'd give you. Being quick to hear sometimes means asking better questions. Instead of just giving somebody a response or just trying to immediately defend yourself or accusing somebody, try to, when somebody is talking, ask a question that actually is in reference to what they were saying so that you can understand where they're coming from better before you respond about something. Just just give them the time to express the things that they need to say in a particular scenario. The next one is slow to speak. And, and this one, I would say, man, let them talk more. And if it really goes in conjunction with the last one, if you're asking better questions, then hopefully you're asking more questions because it should take you to a place where you are trying to enjoy and understand where somebody might be coming from in their perspective. And then when it says slow to become angry, again, this is bound up in some of the questions, but you don't want to assume a motive. You want to assume you're making a mistake. And and here's why I say this. James immediately connects this to anger. So he's saying when we're not listening and we're immediately speaking, then what's generally happening is we're responding with anger or frustration because we're not actually hearing somebody's heart. We're hearing them say what we think they mean. And so as Christians, we can judge somebody's behavior, but you don't want to judge someone's motives unless they actually tell you why they're doing the thing that they're doing. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so so in conflict, he's he's really making this point. Listen, whatever happens, my beloved brethren, every you got to be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Don't don't leap into defensive mode. Don't leap into anger. And I, I worked in a kitchen for a long time, Tim, and I think I've brought this up to you before. But here's what happens uh, for all of you that don't understand or haven't worked in a kitchen before: your server is dealing with you who's generally probably a little tense Mm -hmm. and your server absorbs the tenseness and frustration generally because you're hungry (laughs) and then brings it back into the kitchen and has this uh, desperate need for this food right away or this item right away or this thing. And they really absorb the information 
or the, the emotion quickly. And your job, if you're cooking food or you're on the line, is what's said in the back of the house, mm-hmm. is to control your emotions to help control theirs. Because if you lose your cool, everything goes bad. Yeah. <laughs> and the rule of thumb is never let the chaos that's going on behind the scenes make it out to the person that's eating at the table. Now, is he getting at if we are quick to listen and slow to speak, then eventually we will be slow to anger? Or is that all hand in hand, something we need to all work on? I think all of these things are one thing. Okay. Because all of these things happen at the same time in a conversation. Because if we're not quick to hear then we're quick to speak instead. And it's usually from a place of anger. One of the times when you're quick to speak or immediately going to say something, it's usually if you have some kind of frustration Mm -hmm. or you're irritated. And remember the context of these people is they're struggling and James is telling them to count it all joy when you face trials of various kinds. (laughs) And don't be frustrated if you're poor and don't think you're awesome if you're rich. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's, he's juxtaposing all these things that we deal with in every single day life. And then he kind of jumps into, so in light of the fact that you shouldn't allow some of these temptations that you're going through, like he talks about in uh, 14, 15. He's saying in light of some of these temptations, I want you to be very careful how you talk to other people. Don't assume you know their motives. Mm-hmm. Don't immediately start speaking over them and telling them how they were wrong or what they were doing, because what happens when we're in pressure and we're frustrated, we open our mouth and it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, so he, it's easy to be mad at, somebody for what you think they did rather than what they actually did. Yes. And how many of us do this thing where if we're angry with somebody and we're in an argument and they walk away and that argument continues in our head mm-hmm. and we keep shredding that person in our head and they're not even saying it anymore. We're giving them motives and we're yep. putting words in their mouth in our imagination. You might even high five yourself like, man, I should have said that. That was so good. Good <laughs> exactly. job. Snap. Yeah. Exactly. And James is calling us out because he knows how we respond in difficult times. And he's saying, you got to be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to become angry. Why? The anger of man doesn't achieve the righteousness of God. And sometimes this word righteous is important because sometimes when we're angry, we feel right. Yeah. We feel right about being angry. Anger is our, is our desire to say, ha, I got you. I, you don't even know. You have no idea. And he's saying, if you assume motives, what you're going to have is an ungodly anger. Hmm. You're going to lash out in a way that is not godly. What kind of anger is from man? Anger that doesn't understand the heart, doesn't think through what it's about to say, and doesn't sincerely hear what somebody is saying. It just says what it wants to say. And so he says this. He says, therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains – I'm sorry, all the filthiness and all that remains of wickedness in humility, receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. So why why is this important here? Because he's saying either you can try to save yourself with anger and indignation, feeling vindicated about what you've said, or in humility, you can do what God has told you in his word. Those are the two options on the table. You can either uh, do it your way or you can do it God's way. (laughs) And (laughs) anger frequently is lashing out irrationally. It's not thinking through actual heart issues or what motives are, any of those things. It's very emotional. Yeah. And it feels like a way of salvation. It Mm -hmm. feels like you're right. And it's like, well, this is how I'm going to solve this. It feels justified. Yeah. Yeah. God's saying, you need to take the word that was planted in you, that word that you received. What's that word? Man, the grace and mercy of God, the forgiveness of God, the love of God, the truth of God, the sufficiency of God, and 
not of you. You're not <laughs> sufficient. You're not good enough. You're not put together. You're a snowflake. Yes, you're unique, but um, you're very broken and messed up. And this this passage is really reminding us when anger calls, when confrontation happens, when difficulty is at your door. And if you're driving to work or you're hearing this or you're driving home or whatever it looks like, man, there's a million reasons to get angry and to get frustrated. And all of them have to do with you not getting your way. Yeah. And and God is saying, what about my way? Nice. What about my word? Nice. What about I've given to you? How do we apply the righteousness of God, receive in humility the word that he's given us so that we're not responding with us, but we're responding with Jesus. Awesome. Thanks, man. Right on, guys. Have a good week. Thank you.